And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of the Forum Club. I am your co-host, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic, Jovan Buha. And tonight was the performance that I, I think Laker fans were looking for. Uh, they defeated the Houston Rockets 120-102. to And this, to me, was the defensive performance of the season. I think that, you know, based on the matchup, the circumstances, being on the road, being in front of really fans for the first time this season. Uh, and I think, I don't think Houston's a playoff team. Uh, I, you know, I think they're most likely going to trade James Harden. And I guess if they keep him, maybe they're in that seventh, eighth seed mix. But to, to me, this is a lottery team, but they have a lot of offensive talent. And, you know, obviously James Harden, but John Wall, Christian Wood, uh, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, who, who the Lakers are familiar with, obviously. Um, like, th- this is a team with legit NBA talent offensively. And the way that the Lakers locked them up, uh, t- to me was, you know, like you, you could throw Minnesota, I guess, in there. Uh, you could throw in stretches of the Dallas game, uh, some of the San Antonio and Memphis stretches. Uh, but to me, this was the most complete defensive performance of the season. And it was coming off of Anthony Davis's comments uh, the other night after the Spurs loss. Uh, and then, you know, AD didn't play uh, against Chicago and, and neither did KCP and both those guys returned. But I, I thought, you know, for for AD to, to make those comments really go at the team's defense, despite them entering the night being the, the second best defense in the league. I, I thought this team responded just brilliantly. And this was... Um, you know, I, I, as I've said, every, you know, post-game Q&A I do, uh, I get like three or four or five questions about the effort and the consistency and, and why isn't this team seemingly trying. And uh, tonight was what it looks like when they try. Uh, you know, they, they held Houston to 102, which in the modern NBA is, uh, is a good defensive night, uh, but 41.1% shooting. And, and that was under 40% for most of the game. Uh, they shot 27% in the first quarter, which was the Lakers' best defensive quarter of the season. And they shot 34% in the first half, which was the Lakers' best defensive half of the season. Uh, and But, you know, 13 steals, eight blocks, uh, you know, just so active defensively. And um, I asked AD about this after the game of, of, you know, when he made those comments at that time, Alex, you know, Alex Crusoe had just returned uh, and was saying he didn't feel 100% yet and, and KCP was still out. So I asked him, I was like, you know, that rough patch that you guys kind of had, those Memphis and San Antonio games, KCP and, and, you know, Alex were out. And, you know, like did tonight show how important and, and valuable those guys are because it wasn't just the defense, it was the, the fast breaks and, and, and getting out of transition. And um, you know, the, the Lakers put on a clinic on outlet passing, like, um, you know, because now you're adding in Marc Gasol, who's one of the best big man outlet passers ever. 
Uh, but you, you have LeBron who could do it. You have Dennis who could push the pace. You know, you still have KCP. You still have LeBron um, and, you know, Alex. And now even Taylor getting involved in it. Like, I just think, uh, you know, this is, to me, probably the best transition team in the league or, or at a minimum top three. And, you know, we hadn't really seen that in, in recent games in part because Alex and KCP were out or either hobbled. Um, so I asked AD about that and he said like 100%, like, you know, this team missed those two guys defensively. They are two of their better perimeter defenders and, and there wasn't really a replacement for them. And I think you saw what, what those two guys in particular were able to do. You know, Alex only had three points. KCP only had seven points, but, uh, you know, KCP was a plus 14, which was the, you know, the one of the better marks uh, on the evening. And then Alex was a plus three, which was one of the better benchmarks. You know, some of the bench guys were uh, like Markeith, who got ejected after getting into it with, with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, you know, he was a minus four. Kuz was a minus four in 24 minutes. So, you know, Alex continues to be a positive and continues to be someone that, uh, you know, I, I think is, is very reliable and, and very important to this team's identity. And I think that was one of the, the takeaways from this game was, you know, when this team really locks in defensively, you see how good they are. And again, it wasn't like, you know, this wasn't the Timberwolves. This wasn't the Cavs. This wasn't the Pistons. Like this was a Rockets team that if they, again, if they stay as currently constructed, you know, perhaps they make the playoffs as one of the low seeds. Um, but, you know, John Wall has been playing well. Christian Wood looks like uh, like an all-star candidate. Like James Harden is James Harden. And the Lakers defended them incredibly well. Uh, you know, AD uh, had three blocks. Uh, LeBron had a steal on a block. Dennis Schroeder had uh, two steals and two blocks. KCP had a couple steals. Uh, Caruso had had uh, three steals. THT had four steals. Like it was just an, an all around defensive effort from everybody. And this was the most engaged, I, I think by far I've seen this team this season. And it was, it was encouraging to see. Uh, and you know, they got to keep this up. It, this isn't going to be necessarily a night to night thing where, you know, it's hard for a team to perform this well uh, on a nightly basis. But I think, this was like, okay, if we flip the switch for the entire game and are actually trying, like, you know, they, they held a, a comfortable, you know, double digit lead for most of this game uh, after it was close early. And I, I just think, you know, you can't help but walk away from this game being super impressed with the defense. Uh, THT had his best game, you know, not only defensively, but uh, season high, but career high, 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, uh, again, to go with those four steals. AD, 27 points on 9 to 12 shooting. I mean, he, he was making everything. Uh, also got to the free throw line 10 times, which is something we hadn't really seen consistently from him to start this season. Uh, very aggressive in attacking the rim, attacking in the post. Um, you know, so that that was encouraging. And look, LeBron didn't have to do much. Only played 30 minutes, which is down from some of his recent games. And had 18, 7, and 7, which is like he, he basically walks into that, uh, at least by like the midway point of the third. So... I think this was, you know, all things considered, the best defensive performance of the season, um, arguably the best win of the season. Um, you know, I, I think, da again, Dallas is up there. Um, so some of the going 4-0 on the road trip w was encouraging. But um, I think just this was a complete performance where you had, uh, you know, with the exception of, of Wes Matthews and, and Jared Dudley, who are, who are both out, like, 
you know, the Lakers were not fully whole yet. Um, you know, and, and both of those guys were late scratches, you know, after we had already spoken with, with Frank Vogel pregame. Um, but, you know, this was as complete of a performance as this team has had. Uh, I thought every, you, you saw everybody's strengths, um, you know, in, in, in kind of how they can patch up each other's weaknesses. Um, and, and there's still so much more for this team to, you know, improve. I think, honestly, uh, offensively as well, like, you know, 10 to 29 three point shooting, uh, 18 to 24 from the free throw line. Like, this is a team that could easily get to 25 to 30 free throw attempts a night. Um, I think they're leaving five to 10 three point attempts on, on you know, the floor at times. Like, uh, this was just a complete, you know, performance. So, again, uh, season high 13 steals. Uh, season high, 32 fast break points, scored 62 points in the paint. Like this was just a dominant physical performance. And I think it, it showed that any concerns about the defensive regression, uh, about going from JaVale McGee and, and Dwight Howard to Marcus Gasol and Montrez Harrell, like, yes, I, I think there are going to be some matchups, maybe the Clippers, uh, maybe the Nets, maybe the Celtics, uh, you know, maybe the Nuggets, depending on, and you know, if, if they can kind of right the ship here soon. Um, like some of those matchups might be tough for a Marcus Soul or Montrez Harrell, uh, defensively. And that's where you'll see AD at the five and, and you'll see more Markeith, more Kyle Kuzma. Uh, but aside from those select few matchups and, and there might only be four or five of them, I think for the most part, like this team can cover for, uh, some of the lack of rim protection that they have and, and they have, the, the the size and the length uh, at other positions to to help and to um, really shrink the court for the offense. So again, like you know, the Rockets aren't one of those elite teams. So it, you know, this isn't like uh, you know they didn't just beat again the Clippers or the Nets or the Celtics or one of those elite offensive teams that I, I think can uh, really challenge the Lakers defense, but. This was, a, I think, a good offensive challenge that they passed and passed with flying color, colors. You know, th- th- this to me was, again, the, the best, uh, you know, ended up at 96.4 defensive rating, uh, only 102 points. And some of that w- was garbage time, you know, w- with the, the Lakers third string going up against the Rockets third string and, and the Rockets kind of outscoring them there. So I think overall, this is as encouraging of a performance as this team has had to start this season. And anybody worrying about them flipping the switch or, or the defense, like you need to pump the brakes, go rewatch this game. And I, I think you'll see what this team really looks like when they're fully engaged. So that's it for my thoughts on, on the game. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's quickly get into some open forum post-game Q&A. Uh, first question here from Harry Howard at HHJR79. Is KCP the most important Laker outside of the big two? They look like a completely different team with him out there. Defense is better, which leads to more fast break opportunities. So that's something I, I just kind of touched on. I do think you can make the case KCP is the third most important Laker. Um, you know, I, I think that they don't really have a guy to replicate what he brings. Um, you know, I guess Alex Caruso might be the closest, uh, but I think there is a, a healthy gap between the two offensively, um, especially just with with KCP's 
three-point shooting. Um, you know, I, I do think he is better in transition overall than Alex. I, I think he's a better cutter in the half court and just more of an offensive threat uh, than Alex. And then defensively, he's got a little bit more size, though I, I do think picking between those two defensively, you know, they kind of have some different strengths and, and different weaknesses. Uh, but I think there's a case, right? Because if, you know, I guess technically you, could, you can make the case it's like a Mark Gasol or, or, or Dennis Schroeder because of um, their value to the, the starting five. And like, you know, if Dennis goes out, they don't really have a, a point guard replacement. If, if Mark goes out, now you have to start Trez or, or Keefe, and that leaves you uh, a little bit small and, and, and just not much depth on, on that back line uh, coming off the bench. But um, I, I do think that KCP, with, with what he brings, like he to me, like deserves to be the third closer no, almost no matter what, right? Like it, it's probably him and Dennis, and, and then you, you kind of fluctuate that that fifth spot. You know, I, I know I talked about that last episode, um, but, but KCP, I mean, he, he just. Like, you know, Frank Vogel was talking about it uh, post game. Like he, he just kind of makes this identity of, of this team that is active and, and rotating and playing in the passing lanes and then, um, you know, kind of wreaking havoc defensively and then on turning that into offense and, and getting out in transition and filling the lane. And KCP is amazing at that. You know, he's so quick, uh, has such great speed that um, he's a legitimate, you know, transition weapon. And it's not just him eating off of, you know, playing with LeBron and, and AD and, um, you know, that helps him, that that makes him more dangerous. But he legitimately is a very good transition player. And I think he gives this team a, a wrinkle that other guards and, and wings would not give them. So um, I, I, it's tough. I, I think I might, I might favor Dennis in, in being the third most important Laker because I, I think the best version of Dennis uh, really elevates this Lakers team and, and gives them a player that they didn't have on last season's team and, and just an offensive weapon that can really, you know, do some similar things to KCP in terms of like, you know, Dennis can be a one-man fa- fast break. We've seen some give and go actions with, with, you know, him and AD where he'll kick the ball up ahead to AD, uh, you know, run up, kind of slow down, act like he's about to go into a handoff or something and then just basket cut and get like a give and go and get a layup. Um, So I think Dennis, just because of how skilled he is offensively, um, being another playmaker and ball handler, that was something that the Lakers really needed last season um, and and did address obviously this off season. So I I think I would probably lean Dennis, but it's close. And I I think if you say it's KCP, uh, I I don't think you're wrong. So, uh, you know, I, I think tonight really showed KCP's value. Um, let's go to Aniket Mohan at Aniket underscore Mohan 24, uh, who's now become a staple in the post game Q and a, uh, what is the team ceiling when they're locked in as we saw today? Well, I, I think it's the best team in the league, which, uh, they might already be anyway, you know, probably are, I'd, I'd say they are, um, and, and, you know, the best defense in the league. And, and that's where that's something we hadn't really seen from this group. I mean, offensively, we, we've seen some explosions. We, we've seen how good they can be. They're clearly a better offensive team than last season, but we hadn't really seen that from the defensive side. And I, I think that, um, you know, if they can, you know, replicate this consistently or, or you know, every other game, every couple of games, like, and, and really just start to build some of these habits of, just being active and, and energetic and actually, you know, trying defensively, um, you know, there's no reason why they can't get back to being 
a top five or top three defense all season, which I had some concerns about. I wasn't sure if they could do that. I do think part of the the resting and, and uh, managing the workload of LeBron and AD, like some of that stuff might factor in and uh, ultimately kind of cap their ceiling defensively. But, uh, you know, I, I've been very impressed with, with, you know, performances like tonight and, and some other stretches we've seen where um, I, I do think this team's defense, in particular their rim protection, I'm actually writing about this uh, for uh, for Monday morning where, you know, the rim protection numbers are pretty much in line with last season's to, to start. And we'll see if that holds up. We'll see if that's just small sample size, a, a bit of a fluke. Uh, but this team is averaging nearly as many blocks, um, you know, th- their field goal percentage allowed at the rim and, and within five feet is, is pretty similar to last season. So they're not missing JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard defensively uh, as much as, as I think people assumed and, and are probably thinking right now. Like, but I think if you actually look at the data, uh, this team is almost as good defensively as they were last season. And there's still a lot of room to grow with new pieces uh, you know, adjustments w- within the scheme that Frank Vogel can make. So, um, I, you know, their ceiling is repeating as champions. And I think, um, you know, but but probably doing so in a dominant fashion, frankly, because I, I think if you look at the rest of the league, the rest of the West, like there's no one that really should be scaring the Lakers right now, aside from maybe the Clippers. Um, but, you know, they, they've still had their issues with, with blowing leads and, um, you know, even blowing leads and, and still pulling out the victory. But, um, like, you know, they have to figure that stuff out. So I would say right now, like, I, you got to be feeling confident if you're a Lakers fan. Uh, Kawhi Leonard Burner at Kawhi 5-0. Uh, am I crazy or is THT the defensive potential wing they were looking for? Because if he can, wow. Uh, yeah, THT. Uh, you know, his defense has been up and down. So I, I don't I don't think he's become some, like, stopper. Uh, like, tonight was a really good night for him, but... There's been plenty of times he's been exploited uh, in the pick and roll and in ISOs and handoffs, post-ups. Like, you know, he, he's been attacked at times. So I don't think he's at that defensive stopper level, but he he's shown, you know, he's 6'4 with a 7'1 wingspan um, and that, you know, stout 235-pound frame. Uh, so, you know, he defended James Harden, uh, Eric Gordon, uh, John Wall, like he, he, he was defending high level scorers and, and, you know, picking the ball and, um, you know, pickpocketing them and, and uh, poking the ball out and um, just holding his own on drives. And I think this is the version of THT that deserves a larger role. And this is a guy that if he continues to play like this is going to push Alex Caruso, Wes Matthews, uh, Kyle Kuzma for minutes. Like he could push his way into that, like, eighth, ninth man role um, because of how gifted he is offensively and his ability to attack in the pick and roll and, um, you know, secondary playmake and, and finish. And, uh, you know, he also hit a couple threes tonight, which I thought was really important um, because, you know, his, his shooting is really one of the things that I think is going to determine his ceiling and his playing time. You know, he has to be able to hit catch and shoot threes. And if he can do that at a league average to above league average level, like, you know, there's no reason why he, he couldn't have a larger role by the end of the season uh, or even sooner. Last question from Aaron Laban, um at Barnes12. I saw it a uh, minimum five post-entry passes to Trez tonight to let him go to work. Do you think that is an adjustment we might see going forward? Big change from previous games. I, I've talked about this a little bit where I think Trez is one of those guys you just have to feed 
sometimes. Um, you know, he is a guy that uh, I think when he gets the ball offensively, you see more effort from him defensively and, and on the glass. And, uh, you know, that that's something that I think the Lakers are going to figure out. Uh, it was something that I think you saw with the Clippers the past couple of years with, with Trez, where um, on nights he wasn't as involved offensively. It did start to affect his rebounding, his defense, um, and just kind of his mood and, and overall, um, I think, energy level. So for the Lakers, you know, it, it's been an adjustment. He has not got the ball as much as he did, um, you know, last season or even the season before. Uh, you know, he's not being as, as involved in the pick and roll. Um, he's mainly been a dump off guy, an offensive rebound guy, um, you know, occasional post up here and there. Uh, but not many post touches, not many, uh, you know, finishing opportunities in the pick and roll. So I think those are, are two things that the Lakers are going to have to implement for him. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be as much as it was with the Clippers because, you know, he, he's further down the pecking order. And I, I think the Lakers just have so many different weapons and so many different ways to attack that, that that's probably not the best way to use Trez um, or, or at least the best way to run the offense. But I do think two to three times a half, uh, you know, you need to run a Trez post up, a, a Trez pick and roll, get him the ball, feed him, um, you know, g- get him an and one, get him to the free throw line, like get him going. And you, you get that, you know, you, you get him going and, and you get the Trez experience and you, you get the guy who's taking charges and uh, flying out of bounds to, to, you know, get loose balls and um, crashing the offensive glass and getting, uh, you know, putbacks and flexing to the crowd. You know, right now there's no fans uh, in most arenas, but uh, you know that is the Trez that uh, you know the Lakers signed and, and want, and um, I think you know to he's been that for the most part. But to see that more consistently, I do think they need to feed him a little bit more uh, because I, I think it had started to affect him uh, a little bit recently, where you were seeing um, you know not as he just was not as engaged to me. Uh, so. I think that that's something that I'm sure the Lakers uh, coaching staff like saw on on film and, and decided to tweak, and uh, it ended up working out tonight. Where, where Trez had a 12 point fourth quarter, uh, which was his highest scoring quarter, uh, I think, in almost a, over a year. So uh, that was something that you know was an encouraging sign for for the Lakers. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, we will be back after Tuesday's Houston game. Uh, So this is another road series. We'll see what adjustments the the Rockets and the Lakers both end up making and and how that plays out. Uh, But again, to recap, this was the best defensive performance of the season. And I think Laker fans should be encouraged. As always, if you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out on Twitter or Instagram at Jovan Buha at J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. I'll be back later in the week. Talk to you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.